Welcome to the Pokes Podcast. I'm Juana Freshly. I do recruitment and communications for the College of Arts and Sciences. Today, I'm excited to talk to Sarah Oliver, our recent orange gown in the College of Arts and Sciences. Sarah's going to be talking to us a little bit about her future plans of going to law school and what made her such a great success here during her undergraduate career. Sarah, thank you so much for joining us today. We wanted to talk to you a little bit about your success here at the College of Arts and Sciences. So I know that you were recently the Orange Gown. How was that experience for you? Oh, it was so exciting. Um, it was uh, really fun to celebrate with my family. We had the whole gang come up and we had some friends from Texas come. And so it really was just an awesome like accumulation of four really cool years at, at Oklahoma State. The day that I found out uh, about receiving the Orange Gown, I was in my dorm room and I was organizing my paper and my notes to go to class um, in a little bit and I got a phone call and um, they, they told me, hey, um, we would like you to, to represent uh, arts and sciences to walk in with the gonfala during graduation and to lead in your graduating class and I was freaking out. I lived in a dorm and so I was trying not to be too loud because it was, it was the morning and, and I knew that my roommates wouldn't appreciate if if I started screaming, but I was jumping up and down so excited. And as soon as that conversation was over, I called my mom and was jumping up and down and was excited, called my dad. And it was just uh, just a morning of just a phone call after phone call of me jumping up and down, being so excited. What an honor. That is so cool because like we were saying, that's there's only one per college. And for the College of Arts and Sciences, we we're fortunate enough to have you for mm -hmm. our 2019 spring commencement orange gown. That's so cool. Um, so I know you were really involved in your undergraduate degree um, in different clubs and organizations on campus. So tell me a little bit about that, um, where your involvement was and what that meant to you in your college career. So coming in as a freshman, I definitely tried out a lot of different things. Every time I got a flyer, I was like, all right, this sounds interesting, let's go. Um, but what I ended up finding that I was most passionate about was leadership in the residential halls. Um, so I got really involved, especially with incoming students and, and underclassmen, um, getting them plugged into leadership opportunities and making sure that they were aware of um, all of the different things that um, and organizations that start to advertise, especially at the beginning of the year. So um, I was involved uh, in my community council, the, the board of directors within the residential halls. Um, the National Residence Hall Honorary, and then I got involved with um, a couple other <laughs> organizations here and there because um, I really liked meeting people that were outside of my major and who saw the world differently, and I thought there was a lot of value in, in getting to see um, not only the things that I was studying um, in biochemistry, but also um, to get to see people's interest in philosophy and art and in music production and, and all these other areas. So that's what I like to do with my, with my free time. <laughs> that's awesome. And you said something really important that we encourage all of our students to do is try out a lot of different clubs, right? Mm -hmm. So we always encourage our students, especially the first two weeks of class, to try to find a club and go and see if they like it. So that's kind of what you were saying. Were, were there clubs that you tried and you didn't go back to? There were a few, yeah. Um, definitely it was a, um, a process, figuring out what I was passionate about. And there really is this amazing power in showing up to things. And so going and, and meeting the people in an organization, even if I found that that wasn't a place that I wanted to, to continue coming and being involved, just meeting those people, they'd be faces then that I knew around campus and we would 
there are a lot of people that I met just in those first few orientation weeks that even though we didn't necessarily maintain the same activities together, we knew each other when we walked across campus and that was such a great encouraging thing to be like, hey, how's it going? How's such and such club doing? Um, but yeah, it, it was a narrowing down process of checking out a lot of things and then finding two or three that I was really passionate about and then being able to, to allocate my time there. And that's awesome. We love telling our students to do something similar because you are going to find clubs that you fit in more than others. And just finding your fit on campus is what we always encourage all of our students to do. So I'm so glad that you were able to find yours. You came from Ardmore, Oklahoma, right? Yes. That is so cool. So, And it's a little bit smaller than Stillwater. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> um, were you involved in any high school activities or what did that look like in your high school career? Um, I was involved in high school. Um, I had some really awesome teachers that were just very encouraging um, in my early years. And so I um, was involved with our tennis team, um, with some of our arts departments, uh, doing musicals and choir. And then um, I also was involved in some of the leadership uh, and service organizations. So Awesome. Yeah. And so th that's great that you were able to transition over. But what was that transition like from going from Ardmore um, to your small hometown where you probably knew quite a few people to going to Stillwater where you probably knew, didn't know that many people at all. So what was that like for you? Yeah, um, it was kind of an overwhelming transition and in the first few weeks I definitely was looking around going, this is way bigger than my <laughs> high school, my town, my everything. Um, and I think that transition was really nerve-wracking at the time. Um, because I looked around and I had this idea that everyone else had it figured out and I was the only one freaking out and so um, it was really helpful to find out, no, okay, everyone's working and figuring this out and I think meeting some upperclassmen really helped with that. Them being able to encourage me and go, it's going to be fine, <laughs> this is how things work, this is how your meal plan works, this is how you get to class and um, having those little connections with people who'd already figured out a few things was really helpful in the transition. and. Um, after being here for a little bit, I started to realize that even though it's a much larger population, uh, OSU still manages to somehow maintain that small townish feel. I, I found that I was continuing to see people around campus that I knew and, and it just felt really welcoming. And so as I started to become more comfortable here, I started to realize that it wasn't so big and informal and intimidating, but rather it was just kind of a scaled up version of my, my small town and it still had a lot of those um, really warm elements to it, those family elements that we, the cowboy family we talk about. I would encourage students that are coming in, uh, if they are nervous and they're freaking out about, oh, there's so much uh, to do and there's so many clubs and opportunities and classes and places to go to, to recognize that there are a lot of other people asking questions around them and you can find a lot of friends during that time and, and figure things out together and, um, and it does get really comfortable as you, as you start to, to be here for a while. Yeah, and I think that's something we often forget for our incoming freshmen is everything here is new to them, right? So where they get their coffee, where they're waking up in the morning, the route they take to class or work or whatever that is, is completely new. So those are a lot of challenges. Um, what was one of the challenges you faced as a freshman? One of the challenges that I faced um, coming from a high school background where I really was involved in a lot of the things that were available was looking and going, 
oh, there's so much here. And um, I remember my advisor told me, well, you need 120 hours to finish your degree. And I thought, well, that's a lot of hours. <laughs> and so um, I think I really struggled with seeing how big it was and then recognizing that it was attainable. So I think things that really helped me were um, in our freshman orientation, they had us make, um, I know a lot of them make two-year plans. I went ahead and made a four-year plan and, <laughs> and took it to my advisor and was like, is this going to work? Can I graduate? She goes, you're going to be fine. <laughs> and um, so taking steps to kind of make the four years uh, seem more manageable, I suppose, to, to look and go, okay, I can do this, were really helpful because the first few days I looked around and went, I'm not sure I can do this. This is, this is a lot. Um, and finding people that I could ask questions to and, and could find encouragement were really helpful. You said something really important. So you said you talked to your advisor. Mm -hmm. um, and that is one of the crucial elements about being in college, as you know, since you've already graduated. Um, but we always try to tell students that that's going to be one of your closest allies in college. Because your advisor is going to have all the resources, maybe internship opportunities, maybe classes you didn't know about. So is there any moment that your advisor helped enlighten you on a process or was there any guidance that they gave you to further help your education? My advisors helped me so much um, in my four years at OSU. I really, really loved um, those relationships. I had, I had more than one advisor being in the Honors College and one of the things that they really helped me with was I came in to college with a biochemistry degree and uh, through the four years decided what I wanted to do was go to law school. And so um, I had no idea what that looked like. And uh, they were really helpful in pointing out opportunities to me and also showing me classes that I could take that were preparatory to, um, to that route. And so I, I would come in to all of my advising appointments with a list of questions and my edited four-year plan, which changed <laughs> on a semesterly basis. I would go, OK, actually, what I would like to take is <laughs> this. And uh, they were so helpful and encouraging and just answering questions and then also um, pointing out opportunities that I might not know about different research things or things with organizations and club or other people that I could reach out to besides them for more information. You said something that made me think of something that's helpful for students. And I know I did this myself. You said you brought questions in for your advisor, mm -hmm. right? Uh, usually you only have about 30 minutes with your advisor, so it's always great to come prepared. So I'm glad to hear that you came in with some questions. As you know, we have a lot of resources on campus. So at Oklahoma State University, we have the Lasso Center, which is a tutoring resource for students. We have the MLSC, the Math Learning Success Center, um, which is available to all of our students to help with math resources. We have life sciences labs that can help you. What resources stood out for you in your undergraduate career that you were able to take advantage of? One big one, especially in freshman year, was I was taking calculus and um, was very much over my head. And um, so I spent a lot of time in the, uh, the MLSC um, getting help from, um, from the tutors there. And I, I found that that really helped with the stress of the class and also in finding people who were in the course who were also showing up to tutoring and going, OK, well, have you figured this out? What are your thoughts? That would be a really big one. So the Lasso Center also has, for some classes, uh, supplementary instructors that sit in in the class with you and then offer extra sessions where you can come and ask questions and they give extra practice problems. And those are incredibly helpful because those students are sitting in class, they are working with the professor, and, and usually they have some idea of the things that are most important for the exam or, or for the homeworks. And so um, that is a resource that I definitely used, especially in some science classes, genetics. and 
and things like that. And I know people who've used them for mathematics and physics and, and a lot of those other ones that we look at and go, oh, that's, that one's scary. So they, it's really awesome that they have students there to help with that. Oh, that's so cool. I mean, we just have so many resources, and that's what I love. And going back to the Math Learning Success Center, I used to love going there in my undergrad because you could literally just go there and do your homework. Mm -hmm. And you just raise your hand, and you'd have a grad student or a faculty member come over and help you. Because math is one of those tricky things, right? You don't want to just learn math from anybody. You want to make sure that you're learning from somebody that knows what they're doing. So I love that we have that resource. And it's available from college algebra all the way up to calculus three, which is huge because you just never know where, where you're going to have struggles in math. So Sarah, something that's super interesting about you is you got your undergraduate in biochemistry and you shifted gears to go into law school. So tell me a little bit about what inspired you to take the law track. <laughs> well, um, so many people ask me whenever I tell them that I'm, I'm going to law school this fall and they go, well, why did you pick biochemistry? Um, and really what happened was I, I came into college and and picked a degree that I knew I was interested in and I knew that I would love studying. I had the opportunity through arts and sciences to do some research in my freshman year uh, through the Freshman Research Scholars Program and, and got some hands-on experience, loved being in the lab, but I kind of decided that that wasn't what I wanted to do full-time um, as I was graduating and going into a career. And so I started to look around and ask, how can I still be involved with biochemistry, but also um, have uh, a lot of work with people and communicating and an organization and some of those skill sets that kind of poured into my involvement in other areas outside of the classroom. And so I found that in law, I'm really interested in patent law um, with biotechnology. And whenever I mention that to my advisor, she goes, all right, well, these are, these are the classes that we need to get you uh, to be prepared for the LSAT. And they also have pre-professional advisors. There's one for for students that are interested in pre-law. And so I sat down with her and we talked through, here's how you will apply to law school. Here are the sort of classes that you might consider taking. And um, this is kind of what it looks like. And so it was me going and just asking tons of questions to a lot of people. And um, there's a lot of power in showing up and in asking questions <laughs> um, really throughout college. And I think those are the two things that allowed that transition to happen as smoothly as it did. I had a lot of help from people. That's awesome. Um, it's so cool with law school specifically because we have students all the time that come in and they're interested in going to law school. And the best part about law school is we need all kinds of lawyers. We need lawyers that have biochemistry backgrounds and political science and English and journalism and whatever that is because we need people that can re represent everyone in our population. So good for you for finding that way and utilizing the pre-professional office because they provide so many resources. They do mock interviews, they do resume help specifically for law students, and they have all kinds of other opportunities for our students that are going on to other professions. You are doing biochemistry, so tell us a little bit about the difference between biochemistry and just regular chemistry. So biochemistry is a really interesting mixture of both biology and chemistry, um, really looking at chemistry within um, organisms, within actual biological systems. And so um, I took a lot of chemistry classes and then a, lo a lot of biology, and then we had classes that kind of combined the two to look and see how this is functioning actually inside of a living organism. Wow, did you work with quite a few animals or what did that look like in the lab setting? 
So here at Oklahoma State through Arts and Sciences, I did a project that looked at medical-related research. Um, we were looking at candidate drugs for breast cancer uh, therapy treatment, but I had the opportunity through an internship at the Noble Foundation uh, during one of my summers, which my advisor helped me to get, um, that uh, there are also applications of biochemistry to agriculture. And so I was working with plants and a project that would help farmers that are in Oklahoma specifically um, to, to raise forage throughout the year for their, for their livestock. Oh, how cool. So, oh my gosh, I can't imagine doing that. So did you get to go to the farm every day or what did that look like? <laughs> no, uh, for me it still looked like uh, sitting in a lab. Um, but we had the opportunity to go out to the farm and to see kind of uh, the application of our research. I was studying plant roots um, to look and see how they would collect water and nutrients and to support the plant. And we were trying to look and see, well, how do we make plant roots larger? Because we thought, wow. well, that will allow them if they have more surface area to, to get more nutrients and to, to better anchor the plant. So I uh, do not have a green thumb, so I killed a <laughs> lot of plants in my internship. Girl, um, me too. <laughs> <laughs> but, the, but the ones that survived, uh, that's what we looked at. We looked at their uh, root systems. And it was really cool to, to be able to get involved in research both here and, and in um, more of a, a real-world setting to, to see the applications of what I was learning in class and to recognize that everything that is in my textbook has some sort of like out there in real life, tangible application. And so I'd really encourage students, uh, regardless of what their major is, to try to see what way they can go and, and find how their degree is being used. Because I think that that was really valuable experience. It gave more meaning to what I was sitting in the classroom and learning when I went, okay, I could see this in a plant. <laughs> and um, It made it more exciting. <laughs> yeah, and the cool thing about OSU also is you said how they can, how students can gain hands-on research or hands-on activities. And like you were saying, sometimes that might not mean the same thing for an English major. Mm -hmm. But fortunately, we have career services on campus too that can connect students to internships or opportunities on campus. So they still can get those hands-on opportunities um, within their major. So, and the cool thing is we can connect them specifically with an, a career service advisor for their major. So that's really helpful and it's so cool that you got to participate in some hands-on research that made you realize maybe research isn't what you want to do but you can choose another path. I'd also say if there are students that are um, interested in research specifically regardless of major, um, there's an office, the Henry Belmont a scholar development and undergraduate research office in the student union. Mm -hmm. And if you walk in there and say, I want to do research, uh, they can help give you information on how to connect with a professor and, and go about that process. And OSU actually has some of the largest research grants um, in the United States for undergraduates to, to do research in the lab and to, to get to ask questions that they're interested in and find out the answers. That is so cool. And it's cool that it's open to all majors, not just the College of Arts and Sciences. So Sarah, you're pretty well-traveled, is that right? <laughs> That's right. So tell me a little bit about your background, um, where your family's from, where have you gone, and how has that influenced you to become the person you are today? So my mother is from the Philippines. Uh, she grew up in a village that's kind of in the mountainous region of, of the main island. And so I grew up um, having the opportunity to go and, and see family there, and it was really amazing to uh, be exposed to another culture from such a young age and to 
uh, to get to see how another part of the world works. Um, I think that gave me a, a richer perspective of um, what we have here and, and some of the opportunities that I had that maybe my mom didn't. Um, but going into college, I really wanted to go and have more of those uh, international opportunities. And so during my junior year, I had an opportunity through OSU Study Abroad to go and visit India and Sri Lanka for three weeks. And so our emphasis was on global sustainability. And they kind of let us take that in whatever direction worked best for us. So we had people of all majors, all different interests, teaching, veterinary school, research, medicine, um, just, a, just a whole wide range of things. Going in and looking at the experience from different perspectives. And so some people later in our uh, post-study abroad papers wrote about, hey, this is what I noticed with children and how they teach um, they teach families and they teach children these different skill sets and areas. Some people wrote about entrepreneurship. I wrote about agriculture, um, having had the, the, that plant internship and looking at how they use resources in a sustainable way in different areas of the country. But it was really amazing and it was really cool to get to go and see another part of the world with OSU students because then when I came back, it wasn't me coming back and going, I had this amazing experience and I can't really find anyone that understands. I came back with, with a whole group of friends who I traveled with for three weeks and um, every time we'd see each other on campus, we'd go, oh man, did, do you remember this and how awesome that was? And so I've definitely got the travel itch now. Um, I, I absolutely love getting to go and not just to see things, but to interact with people. Um, from other places in the world. And even uh, for people who aren't able to, to go overseas, whether it is on a short-term or a long-term study abroad, there are so many opportunities here on campus. The International Student Organization and, and a lot of different um, smaller groups that come out of that to meet international students who are here uh, to learn more about uh, their cultures and to, to get involved in that way. Yeah, we're really lucky to be at OSU because we have such a support system for global competency. And going into a world where our globe is just shrinking so much with technology and it makes it easier to communicate, global competency or creating tolerance or just expanding your worldview is so important going into a workforce. So that's going to bode for you very well going into law school. And you touched on something really important. So if students aren't able to study abroad, they do have those opportunities here. We try really hard at OSU to offer those opportunities to intermingle with people that aren't like you. Very often during the school year by creating, we have the um, International Food Fest. I'm sure you're familiar with that. It's amazing. Tell me about that because I might go on forever if I start. <laughs> well, um, they, they hold one every uh, semester and they're, they're usually in different locations, but I have my eyes just scanning constantly for the flyers. <laughs> I'm like, whenever it happens. And um, all of the different student organizations, um, the international student organizations, um, come together and they prepare a table with um, foods that are unique to that culture. And so you just walk in and it smells amazing and there are all sorts of different things to try that you will never see in Walmart. Um, <laughs> and um, I would usually go with some friends. We would, um, we would show up uh, with empty stomachs and, and leave very, very full. <laughs> so. Yeah, and you get to try so many cool foods mm -hmm. and desserts and drinks. They have everything. So, And I love seeing people present their food that they've made because it's very much home for them. So being able to share a meal with somebody is really powerful. I love that opportunity. 
Sarah, you were really involved in the residence halls whenever you were in your undergraduate career. So tell me a little bit about what hall you were in and what kind of activities you all would do. So I lived in a traditional style hall. Um, I was in Stout Hall. And kind of early on in my uh, college career, I started to recognize, OK, these are people that I'm living with for a year or more. And it ended up being uh, four years because they couldn't kick me out. <laughs> um, I recognized that uh, it was a really cool community. Uh, the people that you live with don't necessarily um, they, it com they come from all different interests and backgrounds and majors. Um, so unlike the classes that I was going to where maybe everyone was studying chemistry or, or biology, I was meeting people who were pilots and teachers and in the arts and in philosophy. And so it made for really interesting conversations. So I just started sitting in my living room <laughs> and uh, would take my books down there and say hi to people as they walked by. And um, I plugged into the community board of directors and found out that there was all of this different programming that happened during the year. Um, in my hall, we got to do um, like a Thanksgiving meal with the whole dorm where uh, the community council kind of finagled the budget until we could <laughs> get a lot of Thanksgiving food for people to all come together and just um, hang out and eat. And we had weekly movie nights. We had some board game nights. And so I, I ended up getting involved with um, NRHH, which is the National Residence Hall Honorary, and that kind of is a connection between some of the res halls um, as well as the Residence Hall Association. And so kind of starting from my hallway, moving into getting involved with my dorm, and then starting to do some service projects and things with people in other halls and building that community was um, really influential in making OSU feel like home to me because I started to feel like I knew the people that I was living with and I was comfortable in my space. And it wasn't necessarily easy at first to, to go downstairs when I didn't know people and say hi, but it was, it was very rewarding to be able to, to have familiar faces around me. I lived in Wentz my first year, and a lot of my friends that I met lived over in Stout. Mm -hmm. And so I just hung out in Stout all the time. And they stayed there through their sophomore and junior year, so I would just keep going back. <laughs> because, and there were so many interesting conversations and just people from all over, and I love that. And that's what's really cool about living on campus is you just meet people you wouldn't normally meet. Uh, and it's very much a community feel. Rather than just being in an apartment by yourself where you don't know your neighbors, you actually get out and you get to meet people because they're in your classes and they're on campus. Whenever you walk by them, you can recognize them. So I love that part of the community. There are so many interesting living learning programs too through the residential halls. Yeah. Um, I had the opportunity to live in the one for one of the ones for the Honors College. There's there's two of them, but there are also um, international uh, living learning programs. There's several for engineers. Uh, I believe Parker Hall is solely engineering uh, students coming into yeah. college. Outdoor Adventure has one, and it's all people yeah. who really like to go outside and hike and camp and and do things like that, and so. I'm trying to apply right now for that one. Do you think they'll take <laughs> me? <laughs> oh, um, but it's so fun. Um, if you have the opportunity to look at the living learning programs um, whenever you're signing up for housing, such an amazing way to connect with people um, that have kind of a common interest um, within the residential hall. Yes, it's, it's really fun. It's super cool. And College of Arts and Sciences actually has two. So we have the Media House, which is for our 
multimedia journalism, sports media, and strategic communications majors. And then we also have the living learning community, which is called CAS Compass. And it is for undecided students, and it provides a lot of programming to help you explore what you might want to do in your undergraduate career, which is really cool because you don't have to necessarily know what you want to do, but having those opportunities to explore is really going to help you through that process. So Sarah, you are very involved in your undergraduate career. That's incredible, and we hope that all of our students find a way to be involved. But how did you manage everything? How did you manage studying, research, homework, sleep, eating? Tell us a little bit about that. Well, it, it certainly was a learning curve picking it up. Um, and there are some semesters that I, I didn't do it as well as others. And, but there's one in particular where I remember I just had to remind myself to get enough sleep. There's, it's kind of a, uh, a talent that you have to work on, a, a skill set to be able to, um, to practice uh, planning out your time in a way that is manageable and recognizing when you can say yes to things and when you can say no to them and also really prioritizing your physical and your mental health through that because I found that if there were semesters that I was just cutting the sleep to get more done that I was actually setting myself further behind because I wasn't thinking clearly and I couldn't process and so eating well, going to the Colvin, getting a good amount of sleep at night really helped tr uh, translate over into me having the energy uh, to be able to, to do other things. And I found that um, I had to have that base before I could do the other things because if I let that base crumble, it all just kind of crumbled on top of it. That is so true for everyone. Um, Self-care is so important. And fortunately here, we have so many opportunities for wellness. That is a huge focus for us here at OSU. So you mentioned the Colvin Center. It's three levels, so it's three stories of workout facilities. We have a separate gym. We have um, the Reboot Center, which is a meditation area that has different games you can play to be mindful. And I love that about OSU because taking care of yourself is the first step to success, right? Mm -hmm. So we have to be able to manage our own stress and manage our own time before we can help others. So good for you for taking care of yourself and recognizing those resources that were available and utilizing them. So we have a lot of nervous incoming freshmen that start every summer. We're in the middle of new student orientation right now. What tips do you have for any of the students that might be struggling or something that you found helpful for yourself? I think one of the tips that I would give is, um, is first of all to find community. Um, and that can look like so many different things. It can be classmates, it can be the people in your residential hall, it can be um, people within a club or an organization or Greek life or, or anything, but find, um, find people that you can talk to that are kind of a support group while you're all figuring things out. And you'll be so surprised to find how many students um, right now are just looking around trying to figure things out and it's a great thing to bond over. But being willing to ask questions through that process, um, like we've been talking about, there are so many resources on campus, so many people that would be happy to answer those questions. In particular for classes, they recommend it during syllabus day every year and only a handful of people do it because it's, it's kind of scary, but going and, and talking to your professors, um, to your TAs, helps so much to kind of relieve stress about your classes. So if, if you're worried about your grades or things, be proactive in going early on and talking to a professor and saying, hey, there's just something here that I don't understand. And they're, they're typically really nice about um, sitting down, walking through that with you, and then if you're finding that you're still struggling in the class later, those relationships that you've made with the professor can help whenever 
they're looking at grades and they're going, okay, well, I know this person really tried. And so um, really seeking out community, seeking out kind of support structure and asking questions, and then just showing up. It's, it's surprising um, how much you can accomplish by getting out of bed in the morning and going to class or picking up a flyer and going, okay, like I'll check this out. And, and looking around and seeing all of these opportunities that there are and taking advantage of a few of them, kind of picking um, as you go along which ones you'll really invest time in because time management is such a big deal and, and we can't do everything. But, but finding those things that you do want to do can really open doors to interests that you didn't recognize that you had and just doors and, uh, for both your professional and your personal growth. <laughs> a really big aspect of, of college that I thought was um, helpful to me in kind of giving me some of that mental health uh, time and time away from my textbooks was getting involved in service in the community. Um, we have a really amazing service learning volunteer center in the student union that helps connect students to opportunities off campus and so I had a lot of friends who found that they were passionate about working at the Food Resource Center or at uh, the Humane Society or different uh, smaller groups here in Stillwater maybe helping to raise money for a charity that they were really passionate about and, and those opportunities exist in the res hall and with um, student organizations as well but finding those opportunities to give back can really help you um, whenever it feels just so overwhelming and it's really great with these opportunities that we have to have this education to have these opportunities as people are pouring into us to already be in the practice of pouring out because I think that's a really integral part of what we're doing here is we are equipping ourselves to go out into the world and to, to give back. Sarah, thank you so much for joining us today. We wish you the best of luck in law school. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks again to Sarah for spending some time telling us about her College of Arts and Sciences experience. We'll be back next time talking a little bit more about our awesome College of Arts and Sciences. Now here's Sarah to sign us off and tell us why arts and sciences make the world a better place. I think it's really important um, for students especially um, as they're going out into the world to have a, a broad perspective of the world that they're stepping into. Um, there's a lot of value in us studying something very specific that we're passionate about and being prepared for our degrees but recognizing that there are so many different cultures, so many other interests and areas of study really help you to, to step out with a better understanding of the world that we function in, um, more empathy for the people around us, and a, a greater desire to be involved in that community because it's so interesting and it's, it can be a confusing and frustrating place, but it's so rewarding to, to step over those barriers and to, to put yourself out there and to, to get involved. And so I think that's a really valuable thing in arts and sciences is we focus on not just preparing people to be successful within their fields, but also to, to explore other areas of study through, through the general requirements, um, foreign language and history and all these other things. I know some students look at them and go, why am I taking this? This has nothing to do with my degree. Um, but there's so much value in them um, that I think that um, maybe we don't recognize in the moment while we're in them preparing for tests, but that I hope that we recognize as we're, we're stepping out into the real world. Mm -hmm.